The latest episode of the Next 5 podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of the Next 5 wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. Last week, I stumbled on an article by the chief executive of Boston Consulting Group telling 20-somethings how to accelerate their careers. Rich Lesser has based his advice on his own splendid, if safe one, a few years at Procter & Gamble, followed by an MBA from Harvard, and then 28 years at BCG. Along the way, he's spoken to thousands of young people and felt moved to tell them where they've been going wrong and how they could become more like him. The piece was on LinkedIn months ago, but BCG is so taken by Mr Lesser's insights that it's still trumpeting them on social media. However, when I read the article through to its conclusion, which says, With self-reflection, focus, and a commitment to investing in yourself and making a difference, you can find the place that is right for you. Boredom gave way to alarm. This was very bad advice indeed, and I needed to protect 20-somethings from trying to follow it. His first tip is to choose something you find truly energising and satisfying. This sounds okay, but there turn out to be three things wrong with it. It's vapid. No one would recommend a job that was enervating and frustrating. Second, it's unhelpful, as when you're in your 20s, it's hard to know if you're going to find a job satisfying until you've tried it. Third, it sets expectations far too high. Even the best jobs are only intermittently energising or satisfying. For a lot of the time, they're boring or frustrating or both. The gap between expectation and reality is the biggest problem for millennials, and Mr Lesser has no business to be widening it. Next, he suggests going for an employer where you'll learn things. He says, Your 20s are a unique period to build a set of capabilities that will last a lifetime. No, they're not. No set of capabilities, as he puts it, lasts more than a decade or two, apart, possibly, from the ability to form a sentence, to add up, and to get on with people. Skills and experience get out of date. His next criterion, can I make a difference, is more problematic still. Not only is it the wrong thing for 20-year-olds to ask, as no one makes a difference when starting out, it's wrong for people of any age. I'm not sure why we've become so hooked on difference-making per se. Surely it all depends what the difference is. The palliative care nurse at the Whittington Hospital, who looked after my father in the last days of his life, made a difference I will never forget. Equally, Sir Philip Green made a difference that his pensioners at BHS won't be forgetting in a hurry either. For most wage slaves, it's hard to say what difference we make, but that doesn't make our jobs pointless. Do management consultants make a difference? Do I? It all depends on your starting point. I imagine today I will make a minor difference to Mr Lesser, though perhaps not a positive one. His final question is the worst of all. 
Can I find balance? The answer to this is no, as there's no such thing as balance. Instead, all workers have a choice, working all the time or not working all the time. It would be better if the CEO of one of the grandest management consultancies in the world warned 20-year-olds that he ran a sweatshop for the elite and that working there would mean having to cancel all dates, all birthday parties and all fun outings at a moment's notice. Like Mr Lesser, I've had a safe, unimaginative sort of career involving just two employers, J.P. Morgan and the Financial Times. But since my day, and since Mr Lesser's, two big things have changed. For us, the corporate life was more or less compulsory if you were interested in business. Now, it's optional, as there are start-ups instead. Some people are suited to life in big corporations, others less so. It's hard to know until you try it, so my advice is to take a corporate job early on to find out how much you dislike it. The second change is that working life is now so long there's no hurry to get it right first time, which leads to my second point. If you make a few bad turns, it doesn't matter. In deciding to go for P&G and then BCG, Mr Lesser drew up spreadsheets, only in the end to go with his heart. I did no such thing. I went for JP Morgan and later for the FT because they were the only companies offering me a job. It seemed like a great reason to pick them then. It's still a great reason to... The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryan, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. Day. 